Hello, and welcome back to the Breezy Brides podcast. If you're new here, thank you for joining. If you've been listening for a while, you may notice that you've seen this title of this episode before. I wanted to update this episode all about Save the Dates and Invitations because I've not only made some changes to the timeline, but I'm providing even more information that I think is going to help you throughout the process. Throughout this episode, I'm going to be answering all questions regarding Save the Dates and Invitations for your destination wedding, including the following. Are Save the Dates necessary for your destination wedding? When should you be sending your Save the Dates and Invitations? What exactly needs to be included on them to ensure that your guests have all of the information that they need? And how exactly should you be sending them to optimize the most RSVPs and guest count? So without delaying any further, let's get into it. Welcome to the Breezy Brides podcast, a podcast designed for brides planning their dream destination wedding. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to offer you all of the resources, advice, and tips to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Let's get started. Some of the most common questions that I come across with brides planning their destination wedding are regarding their save the dates and invitations. There is so much information out there about traditional or stateside wedding invitations, but when it comes to a destination wedding, there isn't really an extensive save the date and invite guide to follow. There's just not as much information out there. Theoretically, you would think you need to be sending them sooner, but without a clear guideline, it's really hard to tell for sure. There are a lot of factors regarding save the dates and invitations that are specific to destination weddings that can't really follow those traditional guidelines for a local wedding. First of all, your timeline is different because your guests need more time to save and plan for their trip to your wedding. There's also the question of if save the dates and invitations are necessary, depending on the number of people that you plan on inviting and how many people you think are actually going to be coming. Do you really need to spend hundreds of dollars on 200 invites when you're predicting only 20 people are likely to come? Another big factor is the reservation and payment due date set by the resort for your room block. We'll talk about this a little bit more later, but some resorts require your guests to book up to six months in advance, so invitations need to be sent well before that even. But with all of that being said, first of all, let's tackle your questions about save the dates. When planning your destination wedding, some couples question if your save the dates are even necessary for a few different reasons. But to help you specifically decide, think about answering the following questions. Are you going to have a very small and intimate wedding of 20 to 30 people or less? Are most or all of your guests already aware of your wedding and financially and logistically planning for it? Do you know that most of the guests that you plan on inviting won't be attending? If you answered yes to one or more of those questions, you may want to consider passing on save the dates altogether. As long as those that are attending are well aware of your wedding date and when they need to book by, which they'll get an invite for later with all of that information, then they may not need a save the date as a reminder on top of that. With that being said, that means that you should be moving your invitations up even further when sending them. We'll talk about the timeline in more detail soon, but if you choose to forego save the dates, then I recommend sending invitations between 9 to 12 months before your wedding. But if you don't like 
the idea of completely foregoing save the dates altogether, then you could consider sending them via email through places like Greenvelope or Etsy. I do have Greenvelope's link in the show notes in case you're interested in checking them out or haven't heard of them. Your guests will still receive a reminder in the form of that save the date, but you don't have to worry about going through and obtaining everybody's address, ordering them, turning around and sending them in the mail. This way, you save time and money while still sticking with that tradition of sending both save the dates and invitations. So once you've decided if you are going to be sending save the dates or not, the next big question is when to send them along with your invites. As mentioned earlier, for a traditional wedding, friends and family need a lot less time to plan. They don't have to book flights, book the resort, take time off of work. Uh, So save the dates and invitations for your destination wedding need to be sent in ample time to consider all those factors. For save the dates, it's best to send those 12 to 18 months before the wedding. This gives your friends and family time to save money, figure out what days to take off of work, and start looking at pricing for their flight and accommodations. But what if you're on a tight timeline and you are already close to or past that 12-month mark? That's okay. I just recommend getting them sent out as soon as possible. Again, the more time that your guests have, the better. So for invitations, the best time to send those out would be six to eight months before the wedding. Ideally, this would be closer to the eight-month mark, But if you weren't able to send them out by then, then six months is something to shoot for. Now, you may be wondering why so early, but there are a few big reasons for this. As we already mentioned, your guests need more time to plan and save. And the invitation is another reminder of how long that they have to do that. Secondly, as I briefly mentioned before, your room block contract may have strict guidelines on the reservation and payment due date. So some resorts require 180 days for that reservation and payment due date before your wedding date, which means that all of your guests need to have their reservations placed six months before your wedding. Now, not all resorts follow this guideline. I would say on average, a lot of resorts are more like that three or four month timeline, but you really don't know until you're choosing a resort and a travel agent and working out that contract to figure out when they need to be placed by. So always moving up that timeline is better. And this is why eight months is really ideal to get those invitations out there. And again, if you choose to forego save the dates entirely, then invitations should be sent out even earlier around that nine to 12 month mark instead. We interrupt this episode to bring you to today's sponsor, LoveStream, the easiest way to live stream your wedding. LoveStream is the only full-service wedding live stream company specifically built for weddings. If you're trying to find a way to include guests that won't be able to attend your destination wedding, LoveStream is the perfect way to do so. Not only do they live stream your wedding, but they can also build you a custom website, offer real human support, meet with you virtually to plan details, test equipment during a tech rehearsal, and produce your wedding remotely on your wedding day. They do it all so you don't have to. If you are interested in learning more, head to the link in our show notes to check them out. If you're interested in booking through Lovestream, make sure to use code BREEZY10 for 10% off the package you purchase. And by using my link, I will get a small kickback as well. And thank you to Lovestream for sponsoring. 
Now, moving on to once you've decided on save the dates, invitations, and your timeline for sending them, the next important question is what exactly to include on both of them. For a destination wedding, save the dates can almost act like a informal invitation to get guests to book as early as possible. So you'll want to include as much information as possible for them to do so. If you already have a resort and travel agent, then you can include the following. Your wedding website, which will include instructions on how to book and information about the resort. Your travel agent's contact information and the reservation and payment due date. If you don't have all of that information already at the 12 to 18 month mark before your wedding, that's okay. Just make sure to include somewhere on your save the date, you know, details to follow or refer back to our wedding website soon for more information. And as soon as you get that information, you put it on your website. And if you have like a mass communication somewhere with all of your guests, that's when you can contact them and say, you know, your website is ready. If you're ready to book, you can go ahead and do so by heading to our website. Some family and friends know right away that they won't be attending, so they can visit your website to see if you're registered anywhere, if they want to send a gift or already send their RSVP. So then moving on to invitations, your invitations are going to be where your guests receive all of the information that they need regarding your wedding. Everything from where you're getting married, how to book, when to book by, any additional details outside of your wedding date, like if you're having a welcome cocktail party or farewell brunch, as mentioned earlier, a gift registry, travel questions, anything you want them to know should be included on your invitation or a link to somewhere that will tell them all of this information. So make sure to have the following on your invitation or wedding website that they can access from your invitation. The resort name and location, your travel agent's name and contact information, your reservation and payment due date, your wedding website with instructions on how to book, your RSVP information, but just to let you know their booking can be an informal RSVP as well. If you have the ability for them to book directly through your website, then obviously you know that if they booked, then they're coming to your wedding. Your stateside reception information, if you're having one, and gift information for those who know right away that they won't be attending, but they'd like to send you a gift or just other guests that would like to send you a gift before your wedding date as well. And finally, what method should you be using to send your save the dates and invitations. Now we've mentioned sending save the dates virtually if you're going to have a small number of guests attend, but what about your invitations? Should you be sending those virtually as well? Although you want to make everyone happy by sending a formal invitation in the mail, it can also be a huge cost for you and your fiance. If you're trying to keep things under a certain budget, which a lot of destination wedding couples already are, this can make a huge dent, especially if you know a lot of people will be saying no anyway. These days, most adults are technologically savvy enough that they can handle a virtual invitation and instructions on how to book through your website. So virtual invitations are on the rise now more than ever. A lot of these include a simple link for them to type into their browser to head to your website, or they can scan a QR code using their phone, which will bring up your website and all of the information that they need. Again, if you want to maybe send your save the dates through this method and then use a formal invitation through the mail, it can still benefit you in one or more of the following ways. 
You can save money on ordering and mailing save the dates or invitations if you want to send both of them virtually. People tend to respond faster by email or through your website, and they still receive an invitation and feel included. Whichever route you choose, as long as you send your save the dates and invitations well in advance with the necessary information, you are well on your way to making the entire process easy for everybody. I hope this save the date and invite guide is helpful for you. Thank you always for listening. If you feel like rating the episode, if it was beneficial, following me on social media, anything to help me keep Breezy Brides going and help Destination Wedding Brides along the way. I really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next episode.